You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Angels Theatre Company in Lincoln, Nebraska just announced their new 2023-24 season and their theme for the season. This includes their three main productions, seven plays in their salon reading series, two solo tales and ales events, and their two-weekend playwriting festival, the First Flight Festival. In addition to this lineup, Angels offers a playwriting collective, which is an encouraging group of playwrights who work together to support each other's work from inception to production. We spoke to Executive Director of Angels Theater Company, Timothy Shaw, so get ready to hear more about their exciting lineup. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with the Executive Artistic Director of the Angels Theatre Company, that is Timothy Shaw. Thank you very much Yay. for talking with us this afternoon. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. We love it. We love talking to Angels. And you had such an exciting season announcement that we wanted to make sure that we got yes. a podcast about it. Absolutely. <laughs> so you've been busy. And you had yes. your season announcement, what was it, uh, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I weeks. think it was. Yeah. yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had our opening night party, which uh, we announced the season and then, you know, sent it out to the press and it just had a great time and uh, talked about what we're going to do for the next year. Over yeah. 40 performances over the next year. So that's wow. yeah. it's a lot coming up. That's amazing. You guys do amazing work. Yes. And so maybe just to kind of do a 10,000-foot view, you do some main productions, about three main productions a year, and then you have your mm. salon reading series, mm -hmm. um, and then you also have solo tales and ales, which is more of monologues. So Correct. you're developing plays, and that's part of the salon readings. And I'm assuming that those some of the, the plays that you're even working on during the playwright if they're good enough, maybe they can go to the main stage for your main three productions. Is that kind of a good 10,000-foot view? Yeah, so we, we have um, set our mission as Angels Theater Company is, is very simply to uh, create, develop, and produce new work. Yeah. And so we have a playwriting collective that works with providing content, not only for solo tales and ales, kind of those monologues and, you know, Radio, radio lab kind of stories that come yeah. out, uh, but also the First Flight Festival, mm -hmm. um, which I know we had this past summer. Yeah. Uh, and then the Salon Reading Series and the uh, main productions that we do are plays from across the country, including local Lincoln okay. writers all yeah. the way up to, you know, writers that are okay. uh, all, over the, all over the country, all over the, all over the world. So our interest is just bringing the best new work that we can uh, to our community and using that work to start a community conversation yeah. uh, about whatever that may be. Yes, I love it. Well, I would love to talk with you about yes. your season. I don't know where you'd like to start, so I'm just going to let you you uh, kind of direct us where you'd like sure. to start first. Well, let's just start at the top. The uh, Our first production in October... Uh, we'll be opening at the Blick Storefront Theater. Okay. Um, so we're going to be there on North 48th Street. 
Uh, and we're doing Jennifer Blackmer's one-person show, I Carry Your Heart With Me. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, your, your very engaged listeners will recognize the name Jennifer Blackmer yeah. as the playwright for Predictor. Yes. Um, and a little, uh, a little aside in this, in this uh, story is that when Jennifer was here and we were working on Predictor, she had just returned from Seven Devils, which is a playwriting conference. And during that time, she wrote, I carry your heart with me at that conference. Oh, and oh wow. So I, I saw an early draft. Um, we started talking about it after Predictor, and it's, it's just a beautiful show. I will confess to, to you individually that I am not always a fan of one-person shows. <laughs> fair, fair enough. No, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, you know, watching an actor walk through six or seven different characters is, I mean, it's a virtuoso for the actor, and I enjoy that part of it. But I'm rarely engaged by the story or the play or how it's presented, etc. My question is always, sure. why isn't this a play? <laughs> why do we have to watch one person do it? Right. Um, but what Jennifer has written here is really a one-person show. And it is a single person who tells this amazing, very beautiful, uh, complex, and inward story. Um, so I'm really looking forward to working on this project and, and bringing it to an audience. Um, I should also say the um, we're, we're trying something new with our entire season, and that is we have a season theme. Oh, so okay. rather than just a couple of themes, uh, and our uh, our theme this year for all of our work is should I stay or should I go? Okay. Uh, with full with full reverence to the Clash. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I love the Clash. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the and the reason we chose this theme is we're looking around at you know what's happening in our world, what's happening in our community, watching all of these stories about home. And these stories about home are, are sometimes painful. You know, when you have to leave home or when you're forced to leave home, uh, be it for immigration or, you know, migration issues, um, identity issues, whatever that may be. So we're, we're using home as a central locus and talking about stories where characters have to decide, should I stay or should I go? Yeah. Okay. Um, or sometimes, should I return? Yes. And so all of these plays that we're looking at will have some aspect of that element um, throughout our entire season. So our productions, the Salon Reading Series, even when we get to Solo Tales and Ales and First Flight, our playwrights and the Playwriting Collective will be writing around this theme. Oh, cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Now, have you cast I, Ca I Carry Your Heart With Me already? I have. I thought you I, I did. I haven't really announced it yet. But, oh, okay. Uh, it is well, cast. All right. Well, I can edit this. No, I, I, I can, I can, I can share it with you, friends of angels, right? Oh, oh okay. Um, all right. So, I carry your heart with me. Will feature Brenna Thompson in the lead. Ah, very yeah, nice. I'm so excited. So, she yeah. is amazing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, and I'll be directing that piece. I'm really looking forward to working with her and. Yeah. getting that show off the ground. Absolutely. I'm so excited. You know, uh, I think the very first play that Chris and I saw together here in Nebraska, Brenna was in. Yep. She was the lead in it. Yep. She's amazing. She's yep. great. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so that's your October. That's the October. Right. Uh, in December, we're going to also try something a little bit different. So... Um, 
this play actually came out of a, a weird conversation we had a couple of years ago about every theater company needing a standard holiday show that <laughs> okay. they can just kind of pull out. Sure, and, sure. And because we're angels, we you know, Christmas Carol is not really within our grasp. Right, right. Um, so we said, well, what are we going to do? Since we do original work or new work, how's this going to work for us? And we started kicking around an idea, and Jamie Bullins, who was part of this conversation, said, you know, I've got this kind of story in my head about a mall Santa and his elf. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we could do this with two people and a chair. Oh, <laughs> and this could, this could be a, you know, and let's throw in some improvisation to make it fresh every year. <laughs> um, <laughs> just... So Jingles is a uh, partially scripted, partially improvised oh my gosh. Uh, play about a mall Santa and his elf. And, um, you know, it, it's family friendly, free for the kids to, to come and see. Uh, in fact, the improvisation will work around uh, the kids actually coming up and sitting on Santa's lap to tell them what they want for Christmas, etc. Sure. And uh, the, uh, I, I will tell you that the, the rough plot line here is that the Santa that's supposed to show up doesn't show up. So the two that work together, the elf and the Santa... The Santa doesn't show up, so there's a replacement Santa that shows up. Okay. So the elf has to break in a new Santa. Oh, God. And as the elf is breaking in the new Santa, he starts to get the idea that maybe this is the real Santa. Oh. Uh -huh. That's awesome. Fun. Yeah, so it should be a, a fun. real fun play. So we're really looking forward to working on that. Um, and that'll be December 7th through the 17th. Uh, and we don't have a location exactly pinned down. We're working on a couple of things, but mm -hmm. our our dream and our focus right now is actually presenting this in the mall. Oh, <laughs> how much fun would that it's be? Like mall rats, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> mall rats with a holiday theme. Yeah, right? With a holiday theme. <laughs> and not as much swearing. <laughs> Maybe. No. It's improvised. Very family friendly. Very family friendly. <laughs> So really to cast Actually, that. I have a weird, I got to tell you this, I have a weird ball rats thing. <laughs> I, Bannister Mall in Kansas City, Missouri was the original site for mall rats. I knew he was uh -huh. going to tell you this story. And, uh, and it was the original site for mall rats because it was a dying mall that had a comic book store that I worked in. And uh, I, I was one of the assistant managers. And... They were all set to go to Bannister Mall and film and use our comic store and use us in the movie. And then the mall... You would have been famous. The mall owner's wife read the script and she thought it was uh, too dirty. And so they said no. And they went to the mall wow. up in uh, somewhere up in Minnesota, I think, or something. Um, Christian wow. Some Yeah. And, uh, oh. <laughs> Yet again. Uh, missed it by that much. <laughs> missed it by that much. Oh, we were so mad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Could, and now, uh, now Cerner owns everything there. You could have been with yes. Kevin, Kevin Smith. And that would have been fun. Been his yeah. day. Who knows? It would have been fun <laughs> anyway, if, even if nothing came out of it, if we got it to be. In the movie. <laughs> How fun yeah. would that be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How fun would that be? And really to cast this, you've got to find somebody who then can do the improvisation that you want it to be. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it and uh, I've got a couple of uh, cast members that we're working with already, but um, we'll we'll save that announcement for a little later. Yeah. All right. That's, that's fair. Excellent. You never want to reveal Santa anyway. Right? Exactly. Oh, no. It is Santa. <laughs> it's that's who. Yeah. That's who it is. It's Santa. That's excellent. Awesome. And, and then. And then we will do a show in the spring. We're, we're slated for a show at the Carson Theater uh, opening March 14th to the 24th. Um, but we haven't, uh, ex- we don't have that show picked out entirely yet. So okay. we're working okay. on a couple of details. Right. Uh, but we look forward to announcing that later here this fall. Yeah, I'm saying plenty of time for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then your salon reading series you've got coming yes. up as well. October 1st will be your first one. That's right. So we kick off the salon reading series on October 1st. And a couple of new things are happening with the salon reading series. Um, You know, as we talked about this, we started uh, talking with people who are in book clubs. And and I don't know if if the two of you are in a book club. I am. But I'm meeting a lot more people who are in book clubs who don't really read the books, Ah. but they show up and discuss the books over a glass of wine and that kind of thing, right? Okay. And so we started talking about what would you call a book club where you went and saw the performance every Sunday and then met later in the week at somebody's house and sat around and talked about the play that you saw? Is that a performance club? Is that a book club? What is oh, that? Okay. So, so we thought about uh, connecting with some book clubs or some people who might want to do, you know, plays as, as their book club. So thinking about the, the salon series as a, as a book club or so, we're also going to open up the salon reading series to the folks at Eastmont Living. So uh, a local retirement community here in Lincoln, and okay. we're going to be doing performances of the Salon Reading Series plays on Thursday evenings. So they will still happen at Turbine Flats on Sunday afternoons. Okay. But then the following Thursday evening, we'll also be performing the same play at Eastmont, uh, Eastmont Living. So, these so we're looking be... forward to that partnership. So, so these will be staged readings both times then? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Same play. Um, and again, all of these plays fall into the should I stay or should I go theme. Yeah. Uh, and we're looking forward. I also um, I want to call out that there's two Omaha writers yes. that we're including in the Salon Reading Series mm-hmm. this year. And I'm really excited about mm-hmm. involving them. I am excited, too. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to see both of them. And I'm, I'm excited for you as well. Uh, the first one's going to be We Are Blood by Ryan Bernston. Correct. Uh, and that, that's kind of a... Um, it's, it'll be good for Halloween. I'll put it this way. It's, oh. it's kind of a kind of a creepy coming home story. Oh, cool! Uh, yay! That's excellent. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it should be a really fun play. Um, and then on November fifth, we're going to be doing uh, one of our Omaha playwrights, uh, Laura Lettinger Campbell's. We're going to do her play Eminent Domain. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, which is a really remarkable play about um, about Nebraska. So I'm really looking yes, forward to yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's the one that that I saw uh, Omaha Community Playhouse do at during the pandemic at one time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. So I wonder, does that mean is it is it the same because she's in the playwriting collective? Does that mean that she's made any changes to the script, or is is it going to be kind of as is? As our that case? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to ask Laura if she's made. Any, I know what the yeah. version I read was, but I've I've never seen it. So. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Interesting. I just wondered yeah. if, if over time, because 
you know, you when know. I when I make costumes, I can never leave it alone. Like I, I yeah. am working on it until up till the deadline. Yeah. And, I mean, after she saw the last and it production, could totally change. Yeah, she may have decided. Well, maybe I should revise this one <laughs> scene. I, yeah, or it's whatever. It's hard to you create know. something and then leave it alone. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And, if I, and I know several playwrights who are never done right. tinkering with their work. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the the December reading is going to be a playwright named Jillian Blevins, um, and uh, Jillian reached out to me last year and sent me her play Romeo and Her Sister. Mm-hmm. And as a theater history nerd, this one really hit, you know, my sweet spot. So Romeo and Her Sister is about the American actress Charlotte Cushman, oh, okay. uh, who was famous for her portrayal of Shakespeare's leading male roles. Oh. Uh, and wow. so about in the 19th century, yeah. she was a famous American actor and actually did go back over to England to try to make it in Shakespeare and with England. Mm-hmm. But she ended up in a really, really bad fight with another great name in the American theater of the 19th century, Edwin Forrest. Okay. So they used to battle each other. And so this play is about that period of theater history and oh. uh, should be really entertaining. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, awesome. It's like a slice of life based on on real, real things. Theater history. That's I awesome. enjoy that. It's next, yeah. yeah. Now, this one in February, I've seen this one. This one's really great. Old Bat. Uh, old yeah. Bat. Ellen Struve, friend of the yes. podcast. Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, sort of a reworking, retelling of uh, the Iliad, the Odyssey, mm. those type of things. Yep. Very mythical characters, mythical creations. Yes. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that play realized here, too. Yeah, so. I, I really Much loved, fun. in this particular play, I really loved, as a, as a woman, how she... Um, you know, made made the metaphor of women giving their power away. I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the best words to describe it, but I just mm. really felt like she did a really good job of of um, showing women and how we give our power away just yeah. for a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good. And I'm a sucker yeah. for anything, you know. Based on that kind of material, so mm-hmm. I was, I was, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the March reading is is also I I will confess that over the past two years I've chosen two plays for their title alone. I was going to say this is um, a great title. <laughs> so last year we did a reading of a play called A Poisoning Squad of Whispering Women. That's right. Um, which uh, <laughs> which was great. That is a fantastic um, title. And this year I was sent a script uh, by Heather Beasley out of Colorado. Uh, the gentle, life-changing magic of burning it all down to the ground. I love it <laughs> so much. Um, and this is actually a two-person play uh, and deals with, uh, deals with a mother-daughter relationship and the mother moving into a kind of assisted living situation and um. leaving, their, uh, leaving her home. Right. Okay. okay. And being forced out of her home to, you know, getting rid of her stuff, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So right. it's really, really a touching, but also, I, I just made it sound very dramatic, but it's also <laughs> a very funny, uh, funny piece. If if you can think of all of the books that have been written about getting rid of your stuff and mm-hmm. <laughs> how to do that. Yeah. Um, if it brings you joy. This play takes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this play takes some good pot shots at all those kind of oh, books. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. 
But it is so really, tr- really it is fun. so true, though. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's something that I don't think as we as society talk about very much. And I'm 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 saying that from a perspective of working in hospice. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, and just and seeing. So I mean, yeah. that is really what we all have to go through. It's just kind of like a quiet mm-hmm. battle that everyone has to sort of paring down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My mom's been doing that for the past yeah. several years, getting yeah. uh, going to smaller and either smaller places or now she's living with her sister and and so mm-hmm. not as much yeah. stuff not as much stuff not as much stuff your you life know. reduces it's yeah. you know, itself to a box she's been struggling with need. it yeah. yeah 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 for sure and and you know really where do our memories reside that's that's the so, hardest yeah. thing for her too yes yeah. that's uh, for that's hard for me too because my memories are attached to stuff in a big way yeah you just need a flash drive. With That's your why iPad. I'm, a, I'm an awful <laughs> pack rat. I'm a terrible pack rat. Oh, I'm a historian, Chris. I'm with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's so bad. That's why, yeah, I'm like, man, if I throw that away, I'm going to forget, forget the memory. that ever happened. <laughs> you know, a, a sidebar here really quickly. I, you know, all the fires that are happening in Hawaii right now. Oof. Um, just a, a heartbreaking story that I heard on NPR when they were doing that study or when they were talking about that story was the man who ran the Hawaiian cultural center there. And the cultural center had all of the documents that were signed by the historical Hawaiian Kings and just these irreplaceable historical artifacts for the history of the community and the, the islands. And they're just, they're gone. Yeah. It got um, eaten up by the fire. They weren't able to. Yeah. S- oh, I, I did hear that, and no. I'm surprised they don't have even a digital copy yeah, or no, something. Well, I'm sure they just, were scanned at one point, but the originals are. I mean, well, that, right. I mean, that's like, yeah. yeah, that's like if the freaking Smithsonian caught on fire and burned every. You know, I mean, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it's. It was oh. heartbreaking. I just and hearing the emotion in this gentleman's voice who ran this cultural center, I was. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know, I could really could really feel his pain and his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. a real sense of loss. For yeah. That, so. You can replace, I mean, houses and, you know, malls and all that crap can be replaced. But, mm-hmm. man, ah, shit like that. Yeah. That's, that's, now it's that gone forever. Right. Oh, yep. man. Uh, <laughs> so our April play for the Sloan Reading Series is Man and Wife. The uh, This is a, uh, Emma Goldman Sherman is a playwright we have read before. Um but this play is about a, a marriage, and it's, uh, if you can follow me here, it's, it's, it's if the figurines on the wedding cake <laughs> oh, okay. are married, and they go all the way through an entire marriage during the course of the play. So all of the ups, the downs, the, the ins and outs of being married, and it all happens between the little figures on the wedding cake. The little fingers on the wedding cake, and it happens uh, throughout the course of a ninety-minute, two-hour play. So it's <laughs> that's <laughs> neat. It's, it's fast. It's quick. It's detailed, and it's um, it's a riot in places. It's poignant in other places. I'm really, really excited about that play. Yeah, too. that sounds really neat. That's cool. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the final play will close uh, in May with a play called A Thousand Miles. And this goes back to the kind of uh, mythical landscape. So it is a play about immigration, but it is a play about immigration taken out of any real world context. Mm-hmm. So it's in a, uh, a fantasy land, a fantasy place, 
but will have characters that you can uh, understand right away and sympathize and understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But that way it takes it out of any kind of political yes. uh, milieu of what we have now and yeah. puts it in kind of a fantasy landscape so that we can really look at the reality Yes, how people are forced to immigrate and how does immigration impact them, etc. So yeah. a, a really uh, interesting play uh, still in development um, by Vanessa Garcia. So we're excited to be part of that process. That sounds fantastic. And well, and, and in my opinion, the best fantasy and sci-fi do exactly that. They right. sort of hold the mirror up to society, but just, you know, they give everything different names. And sometimes they're aliens, sometimes they're elves, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love, ooh, I love that. <laughs> Awesome. That is just an amazing lineup. Yes. And, and then on top of that, you've got to pick plays for your first flight festival that runs two weekends in July on top of it all. That's right. So, you'll be busy. We're coming on the ninth annual first flight festival Yay. next year. So. That's awesome. We're going to have to find something to do special for the 10th first flight yeah. festival. Yeah, I can say. Yeah, that'll be cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had it. a fantastic time. Being a yeah. uh, being a director, one of my the very one of the the, the second thing I ever did, um, uh, uh, almost the first thing. Uh, it, it came on right on the heels of the first thing I ever did. But the first whole show that was just mine was at First Flight. No, oh, so, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, so I, I didn't have anyone telling me what to do. <laughs> 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 so when that and that was cool and that was a lot of fun and uh, uh, I had a. I had a great group of actors, so I couldn't have been happier. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and the material I got to work with, uh, I did uh, uh, mix and machinate, and uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it just had a, a nice run at the Omaha Fringe Festival. Yes, it did. And yeah, they yeah. did the whole thing yeah. at Fringe, and, and I guess it went over well there, too. So yeah, I had yeah. great material and great folks to work with, so I, I had... I, I, have, I have no complaints. Yeah. It was a, it was a wonderful, very early directorial attempt and i was very happy that everything was so nice and you guys made it really easy for me uh absolutely well thank I you was, very much i appreciate I, that i was i was i was very nervous and you're like oh no no we like newer directors no it's fine it's fine i'm like okay you sure yeah. <laughs> next next summer you'll just have to just concentrate on just that yes i'll i'll yes yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll i'll be less busy yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's great, and I mean, and that, and just like with Chris, that means, you know, not only are you giving playwrights opportunities, you're giving directors opportunities and actors opportunities, and um, all oh, these yeah. different plays are giving all these people different opportunities to participate in theater and well, and, and I, work, so. it's true, and and especially something like this, especially if you're a first time or newer director, uh, places uh, like Angels, they they they, you know, they they don't shy away from that, and uh, like you know, Kathy Disney was there for every single solitary rehearsal that that i had so if i ever would have needed any help with anything or had any question i mean she was literally always there never on an island yeah i mean yeah. well yeah i mean the, some of the nights when mm-hmm. we didn't have all the cast there she read for the cast member that wasn't there you know what i mean right. so i mean she was you know She's i mean amazing. so it was it was really great but uh as an actor being a director changed how i am an actor Oh, yeah. And I would recommend it for any actor to go just direct one thing, just one little thing. 
You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be a full-length play. It could be one act. It could be like a first flight thing, 15, 20 minutes. It could be half hour, whatever. Or even just a stage. Yeah. Yeah. Stage. stage reading, whatever. Yeah. It changes how you act. Mm-hmm. It, it it really has and uh, I liked it actually and you may find out you like it a lot more <laughs> than you thought you were going to <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did I thought I was going to want to get up there and do it for them because I'm an actor and I was like no do it like this and I find myself doing the opposite of that and right. sort of pushing yeah. them to do it you know it's like I, I, I find myself not wanting to lead them so much and just mm-hmm. here, let's let's do it again. Think about this. Okay, do it again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I hate giving people line readings because that's a pet peeve of mine. I had a director that oh, used yeah. to like to do that uh, a long time ago, and I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and he did it to everybody, uh, not just me. <laughs> yeah, I, I found in my career too that it's really a uh, it, it's really a joy to watch actors work. Yes, and watch their process. Um, that's, that's where I really enjoy rehearsal. Um, I can tell you a quick story. Uh, I won't mention any names, Sure. Uh, but during predictor, um, the, an actress that I work with very well and, and really enjoy working with, um, decided one of these characters had an accent <laughs> and then I, I was like, Oh no, that's never going to work. <laughs> but I, but I said that in my head. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Okay. And as we went through the rehearsal process, I just kind of let the process go and let let this actor figure out how this was going to work in the process. And and she ended up coming up with a tremendous character that had bits of the accent, but it was just part of the process of letting her go and letting her experiment mm-hmm. and letting her find this character with all of this other thing, with all of these other layers behind it. Um, so just watching that process and yeah. knowing that my initial reaction was like, oh, no, that's that's <laughs> oh. never going to work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Bad choice. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I've learned over time to just, nope, you let that go and you let the actor find what's going on. They'll and figure they it will, out, yeah. They will come around and they will find where that character is. Very interesting. And it will be a much better character because of that. Right. And that journey. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I did not expect to like that as much as I did. I, yeah, to, to watch, watching the actors yeah. work. I didn't think I would enjoy that as much as I did. Cause then it gives me ideas mm-hmm. and makes, and then makes me want to go up and go, okay, that was good. Okay. I like that. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, no. Yeah. Eh. Anyway. Yes. I, yes. Go do it. <laughs> go, go do, do it. it. Go do it. Just, it doesn't have to be a big, long thing. It just be just a little thing. Well, and, and speaking of feedback, one thing that I do want to mention is that your solo Tales Nails, that's feedback for monologues, right? Yeah, so the solo Tales and Nails events, um, and I think the dates are, are written there. Yeah, It'll November be... 19th and April 21st. Right, so November and April. So our Playwriting Collective works on original monologues uh, during their yearly kind of writing sessions. Mm -hmm. And those two dates are the dates where we'll get together at the uh, mill at innovation campus. Mm -hmm. And we'll just do a kind of a, it it resembles an open mic night or kind of like some moth radio hour kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we have actors that'll just get up and read the monologues that these playwrights have created over the time. So Hmm. it's really an exciting event and always a lot of fun and, 
you know, last year we had 40 some people come out to the mill to, wow. to watch these monologues. And it was, it was just a great energy and a great time. And so, so. they're getting feedback before their performance, not they, they go do the monologue and they get perf- feedback. They do it. So it, it'll happen too. on both ends, but yeah. so they get, they get feedback during the process of writing. And then also yeah. during the, you know, with working with the actor, because mm-hmm. um, the actor will work with the monologue for, you know, two or three times to kind of get it before they perform it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they get the, of course, the feedback from the audience of, you know, yeah. how they respond to the monologue and how, what works, what doesn't. So he really gives them the, a good writer's journey, if you will, right. of sure. the whole process. Well, we just love the work that Angels does. And I, I know a oh, well, lot of you. places, yeah. you know, they support playwrights, but not to the level that Angels does. You guys really support new works and, and playwrights and developing those people. And so you're not just developing actors and directors, you're developing playwrights. And it's amazing yes. work. So yeah, well, thank you. That's our, <laughs> that's our niche. <laughs> I love hey. it. We need it. Nebraska yeah, needs it. Not, need a, it. not anyone yeah. else is able to, to devote this much focus That's into, fantastic. Yeah. into playwriting. We need so, it. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm excited That's for you. That's a heck you. of a season. The theme is, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> yeah. If I stay, there will be trouble. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, should, well. I, should I shave or let it grow? <laughs> Shave, that's next year's season. That's right. <laughs> if I shave, there will be trouble. If I don't, there will be stubble. <laughs> okay, Mr. Mr. Playwriting Poet. Sorry, too much Dr. Demento. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> you should tape that. All right. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. It's just oh, so good you. to talk to you and see all the wonderful things that Angels is doing. So thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it and really like the work that you guys are doing for for our community and really appreciate everything you're doing. Thank Thank you. you. We will we will have you back for the next one. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Us too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.